This is Glenn Craig of Free From Broke and the Money Mastermind Show. You're about to have your face blown off with financial goodness from Eric Rosenberg and the Personal Profitability Podcast. Don't say I didn't warn you. You're listening to the Personal Profitability Podcast, where you'll learn how to earn income, live better, and put your money to work for you. Here's your guide on your path to personal profitability, Eric Rosenberg. and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Personal Profitability Podcast. I am your host as always, Eric Rosenberg, and today I wanted to talk to you, because it's still January, it's still the beginning of the year, about how we want to plan out the rest of this year. And I keep challenging people to earn your first freelance dollar somewhere. And I'm assuming that you know some of you have not yet, some of you have For those who have not yet earned that first freelance dollar, be sure to check out my ultimate guide to getting started with freelancing. And I have an upcoming post you'll see probably sometime in the next month or so that will give you a huge list of ideas to get started. But today we're going to talk about people who have already started and already have a website and have already earned that first dollar, how we can really understand how we're doing so we can improve that revenue in the future and make more money. So last year, I set myself an online income goal of $40,000 on the side outside of work. And I did make over $40,000 outside of work. But my real goal was to do that through Narrow Bridge Media, which is my, you know, the parent company that owns personal profitability, this podcast you're listening to, and all my freelance writing and uh, other websites. And with that, I made $39,263.67. And you know, I was within $800, which I, I decided to call it a pass for the year. I, I round, and I'm in finance, we round a lot. So um, I rounded, I said, you know what, I made it. But next year for, uh, for 2016, actually now this year, my goal is 50000 So I want to raise that by $10,000. So if I want to make an extra $10,000 on the side... Um, on top of the 40000 I brought in in 2015, I really have to understand what I did that worked and what I did that didn't work. And that's what we're going to focus on today, trying to understand the revenue sources that you have that work and don't work. So the first place you should look when you're trying to understand what works, let's, let's assume your revenue is still pretty low. You have a website and a web presence. You know, A few episodes back, we talked about key elements for a successful website. So you have your website, you have your good elements. One of the most important things in your website that you should have installed is some kind of an analytics testing program. And I use Google Analytics. It's free. It's the most popular resource that you can use to uh, monitor your analytics. It's the one that most people trust. So uh, so that's one that I want to talk about. I also use, in addition, a built-in stats tool from the WordPress team. My my site runs on WordPress, as most good uh, websites do these days. Not most. Actually, yeah, most. You know, over half of the, <laughs> the big sites on the web run on WordPress. So if you use WordPress, there's a plugin called Jetpack. Despite what you might read in some reviews that are 
really old. It does not really slow down your site. It actually can speed up your site by offloading things. And it's, it's pretty complicated how it all works. But one of the tools built into Jetpack is a stats monitoring tool it's called Jetpack Stats or Site Stats. And I use that every day when I log in and look at my site on the dashboard just to see, you know, general traffic trends, what posts are popular, what's not popular. So I know in a quick instant what is working and what's popular. When I really want to dig in and understand how users are interacting with the site, what the flow of people is, how they're finding the site, where they're going when they get there, how long they're staying, um, how many pages they go to per visit. I go to Google Analytics. And again, that's totally free. You go to analytics.google.com, I believe, or just type Google Analytics into your search bar. It'll, it'll come up. So to install that, you, you know, they give you a little code snippet that you, you paste into your, um, your, and the way I set up themes, I paste it into my theme files. You can also use, there's a good plugin called Yoast and Google Analytics by Yoast, something like that. Yoast is a, is a great tool. They also have an SEO plugin that I use. So there's a couple ways you can add the Google Analytics code to your site. But once you get that set up and let it run for a while, you get all this great data about you know, where users are coming from. If you use Google Search Console, it used to be called Webmaster Tools. You can actually get the keywords that they type into Google that lead them to your site. Um, with analytics, you can see you know, these are my most popular posts. These are the posts that people are spending the most time reading. You can see you know, actually the number of seconds people send spend on each post. So I know, you know, some posts people come, they might look at for a few seconds and leave. That's a really bad post. If there's one people are staying at for, you know, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. And I do have a couple like that. Those are my best posts. And those are the ones that are telling me these are what you're doing right, Eric, and what I should keep doing more of. So look at your own analytics and go in through your dashboards and sort by you know, all the different metrics you can filter in by. See, you know, what keywords are really driving most of your traffic? If you have a certain keyword that you're dominating, you know, beef up those posts, write more and more about that topic because that's clearly what is bringing people into your site. And then use those really popular posts to build a funnel and a, and a path for those users. They don't want them to land on that page and leave. You want them to land on that page and join your email list. So, you know, we, we've talked about that before, how to sign up for email lists in a past, uh, podcast episode. So you want to really look through and see where people are finding you, how they're finding you, and what content is performing best. And that is the content that you want to keep repeating and replicating again and again. You know, when I first started my site, you know, it used to be called Narrowbridge Finance before it was called Personal Profitability. There was one post that stuck out among all the others that was bringing in, I think it was over 80% of my search traffic, which it's actually kind of scary, and that was um, a big part of what led to a big downtrend in my search traffic when Google updated their algorithm. If you're up, if you're too reliant on any one source for your traffic, that's not a good thing. But at the time, I thought, you know, this is where most of my traffic is coming from, so this is what I'm going to write more about. And I kept writing more and more about it. And those five or ten posts are you know, up until. Uh, 2015 were all of my top posts. Every single one of those was my top posts list by number of visitors. So you really find what works and repeat it. That's, you know, a very simple formula for business success. Find what works and repeat it. Find what doesn't work and don't do that again. 
So that's what I'm always trying to do when I'm writing new posts and, and new podcast episodes. I'm trying to replicate what really works and what you guys really enjoy, because I know if I'm doing well there, then um, you know good things are, are bound to follow. The next thing you should look at once you're done reviewing your analytics is look at how your money actually came together. And notice I said, look at money second and top performing content first. And that was very intentionally. You you know, you obviously then goal is, is to make money. You know, we want to make more and more. And that's that's why we're that's probably why you're listening here today is you want to learn how to better manage your money or earn more money. So you know, that's the end goal. But to get to that end goal, you really do need to understand all of the things that are happening leading to you making that money. So, you know, once once you have the content understood, pull up your financials, which I hope you're using some kind of a, a software. You know, there's free ones online like Wave Accounting, which I've tried and didn't really love, but you know, it, it worked. Other options, the one that I use myself is QuickBooks, which is much more powerful. I actually use the desktop version because it comes out to be cheaper than the online version. I'd rather use the online one, but I don't want to pay like 30 or $50 a month or whatever they charge for their online service when I could you know, pay one flat fee and use it for a couple of years before I have to upgrade. So I use QuickBooks on the desktop and I actually have my QuickBooks open right now. So if you hear some clicks, here's my, uh, my clicker sound. <laughs> um, that is uh, my mouse clicking around. So I'm looking at my 2015 full year performance. That's where I got that uh, revenue number earlier I shared with you, $39,263.67. And when I look at where that revenue is coming from, there's a there's a pretty clear trend. So about, um, let's, let's round, about $4,000 of that came from personalprofitability.com and related things. So that's um, you know, click-through revenue. Affiliate revenue is the biggest bucket of that. That's uh, over two thousand dollars of it. And then direct advertising. So when I do, um, you know, a sponsored post or a some kind of a direct um, advertising agreement with a sponsor, that uh, that made up the next biggest bucket. I've actually removed click advertising. I made nineteen cents from uh, AdSense early in the year, and I don't plan to make a lot more from that. AdSense is Google's um, ad network that you can get those little ad blocks on your site that people click on it. You know, you make, might make a nickel, you might make a buck, you might make a little more. It really depends. But I decided I didn't want people clicking away from my website. I wanted them clicking into my website. So I removed that and I thought, you know, I'll take less money there if I can build deeper relationships with my readers, which might then build, you know, bigger affiliate revenue later on. And I can see that that, that trend is working. My affiliate revenue is growing, albeit slowly. I'm, I'm still making some money there. And my next biggest bucket was from event sponsorships that most people probably can't pull off the way I do exactly. And that, that was a lot of years of relationships to, to get some event sponsorships. And that's all related to my attending the financial blogger conference that takes place every year. It's called FinCon. And I've mentioned that before. So I get some sponsorship revenue from attending FinCon, but my real big, you know, the, the bread and butter of my income is coming from my freelance work. And I wouldn't have any of that if it weren't for the website. So it's, you know, it's a, it's not a chicken and an egg thing here, which came first definitely was that I built the website and then the freelance revenue came after because of things I'd done on the website. So of, of that revenue, about $25,000 came from freelance writing. So me writing on other people's websites 
And a little under $8,000 came from me building other people's websites and website support services that I offer. So looking at this, and also there's a small line for product sales. I made only about $70 this year. I have an ebook called The Personal Finance Arsenal that I sell. You, you can find that on the website or there'll be a link in the show notes. So um, you know, obviously, I didn't sell that many copies this year. I sell them for $3. And, and on Amazon, I, I just get a small portion of that. So product sales hasn't been my biggest income source, though. I do have some plans to expand that in the future. So let's get back to that. So the bread and butter, you know, where the money is really coming from almost 33,000 out of the 40,000 ish I made last year came from freelance. So knowing that going into this year, I evaluated my list of clients, everything I worked on, my marketing techniques, which I, at this point, I don't actually do much marketing of my services because I'm kind of full for my workload of what I can do on the side. If I took on much more, I'd have to leave the day job, which I've explained before. I don't have any plans on doing in anytime soon. So if I want to build up that freelance writing income, I have to turn over my clients a bit and get some more higher paying clients and drop the lower paying clients. So I actually did that. I dropped my longest client I've ever had. I sent them an email and said, you know, here's the rate you're paying me today. Here's um, my new rate going forward. And they said they did not feel comfortable increasing my rate. So I um, wished them well. It did not burn any bridges. It was very amicable. I said, you know, thank you for the opportunities. I've enjoyed working with you over the last couple of years, but I really need to focus on uh, on higher paying clients and projects, which they were understanding of. And I was totally transparent of my reason. If they had been happy to raise their right, rate for me, I would still be writing for them, but they were not. And I have people who are willing to pay actually um, I was working on a new with a new client today that might be paying me over eight times what they were paying. So um, that is a you know a huge pay raise. So that's the way I'm really trying to grow my income this year. So I'm I've cut the lowest paying client and I'm trying to replace them with a couple of much higher paying clients, and that will really let me build up that income. So um, actually, I want to take a pause for a moment. I forgot one of the most important parts of the Personal Profitability Podcast. I'm sitting here drinking a delicious beer, and I'm sure you're all really thirsty, wondering when I was going to say, this is your moment to pause and join me in a beer. So this is it. This is your moment, if you have not already, and you are not at work or in the car, and you're somewhere that is safe and able to do so, make sure to grab a moment, hit the pause button, and join me in having a beer or a wine or a scotch or whatever you prefer. I'm a, uh, I'm a beer guy, so um, I have my beer in hand. So here, here's your moment. Pause. Welcome back. All right. I hope you're drinking something good. Um, so what I'm drinking is actually, a, uh, I got a special release of a brand new beer from Portland Brewing. I used to have a beer blog. It was originally called Beer is Sexy. I got the idea from my friend Jay Money over at Budgets Are Sexy. And that eventually became a site called Portland Off the Wagon, which I earlier in 2015 decided to shut down. I, I took my favorite posts and merged them into my personal blog at ericrosenberg.me. And, um, but one of the dividends of having had a beer blog and writing about beer on occasion online is I get, um, special release beer to review and rate and sample. So I just opened up a Portland Brewing Raise the Roost Belgian style red ale. I know that's a bit of a mouthful, but, uh, Portland Brewing, they're, um, they're actually a pretty cool company. They're owned by a bigger, you know, more corporate entity 
but they still have their own um, range of freedom in what they brew. They, you know, the the big batch stuff comes down from their corporate office, but their head brewer Ryan, super nice guy, gets to sample. Um, you know, he gets to try around some fun and different things. And this is one of those. It's a, and I said a Belgian style red ale, raise the roost. And I'm not normally a red ale guy, but this one I'm really enjoying. I really like the uh, the, the Belgian yeast flavors in uh, in any beer. So uh, here's a cheers if you're uh, drinking along with me. Let's uh, raise the roost. L'chaim. <laughs> All right. So um, thanks for uh, bearing with me while I, while I cleared that parched throat. So we've talked about two of the major topics I want to talk about. We've looked at our analytics. We've looked at our revenue. Now let's look outside at other sites and get other ideas of what we can do to make our sites better. If there's one site in 2015 that totally revolutionized anything that I do or think about, that site is called Backlinko. It's um, the word like backlink, like getting linked from another website with an O at the end. So if you type in Backlinko, that is an amazing site. The creator, I think his name is Brian, if I remember right. I don't have it open right now. But Brian um, has really put out some amazing content over the last couple of years. And his site has become arguably the number one resource for SEO for people who want to do things the right way and white hat SEO a long time ago. And then there's still people out there doing it, something called black hat SEO, which is, you know, doing the kind of the wrong thing to get ranked as high as you can in Google. But Google changes their algorithms every few years and bad things happen. Like I was talking about earlier, I'd lost you know, one day I lost over half of my traffic uh, when Google changed their algorithm when they did the, I don't remember if it was the panda update or the penguin update, you know, but uh, cute fuzzy animals on the internet are not as uh, as happy as, as they are at the zoo. So when I lost all that traffic, I was like, crap, that sucks, you know, F this. <laughs> but uh, Backlinko is actually putting out case studies about people who are using their techniques that they've written about and they're, they're real success stories. So not only do they tell you what to do, they then show you the results of, of what's happened there. And there's two major posts that, that they put out on Backlinko that I really want to implement this year. There's something that I want to do new, and I'm doing that with uh, one of the posts I mentioned earlier that I'm working on different ideas to get started in freelancing. And the two major techniques that they talked about that really struck home with me are uh, one's called the skyscraper technique. And one is called a guestographic. That the premise is, is pretty much the same. You try to write the best post or create the best infographic on a topic that has ever been made. You might even include quotes and links back to other top players in that niche. So, you know, if you're in, um, let's say your niche is, you know, pet care. Uh, that was one of the examples that they've given on the site before. You know, you, you quote other pet care experts, you give the best pet care tips, you write the very, very best post on pet care that has ever existed in the history of the internet, which is quite a feat. And But if you look back, my, my travel hacking post I wrote last year, the complete beginner guide to travel hacking, the complete beginner guide to freelancing. Um, I've written some other complete beginner guide type posts, one about the stock market, one about lending club. They are really the best posts I've ever written. And now today, um, Google is rewarding. And those are my highest traffic posts uh, by far uh, right now. You know, they've, they've come back and 
overtaken those posts that I'd talked about earlier that had been my top topic. So this stuff's working and I haven't even implemented everything that they suggest on Backlinko. I haven't really done all the outreach and, and the stuff to get the backlinks from the other sites. So looking out at my favorite sites, I'm able to see you know, what strategies they're using to really succeed. And I'm seeing this kind of stuff happening all over the web now. The, the best and most successful bloggers are just doing exactly what they're telling us to do on Backlinko. And the results are just you know, too compelling for me to ignore. So I am going to do that in the next year. And I challenge you to look at what other sites in your niche, what other um, you know people doing you know similar. If you're, if you're looking at freelancing, or if you're looking at providing a service or creating a website, you know look at your favorite sites and see what they're doing. And you know don't rip them off, don't steal their text, don't plagiarize, don't steal their design. That's not cool. But their strategies, you know, those are totally fair game. You know, I, I look at Smart Passive Income. It's a site from uh, from my buddy Pat Flynn who he was on an earlier episode that we recorded at FinCon last year. And, you know, Pat is, um, his site is, I'd say my favorite. What he's doing is my favorite of, of all the sites and bloggers and podcasters that I listen to and read. And he is just, you know, he, he's killing it. He's making over a hundred thousand a month, 200,000 a month sometimes. And those are the strategies that I try to implement regularly. But then when I look at Backlinko, it's so revolutionary that, um, that's stuff that I want to try too. So really look at, you know, for me, it's Pat Flynn. He's, he's my favorite guy and inspiration. I'm lucky enough to, you know, to be able to email him and, and hear back and, and um, have had him on my podcast. But, you know, whoever your favorite is, you know, maybe some of you, it's me. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. But, um, you know, whoever your favorite is, you know, find them, see what they're doing, really try to understand it. And, you know, don't hold back reaching out and saying hello because bloggers and web entrepreneurs are people just like us. And, I've been lucky enough through conferences to meet a lot of my online blogging idols and they have been, you know, tremendously helpful and given me great feedback. And when I when I first released my uh my first ebook, the personal the personal finance arsenal, I made a landing page and website for it. And in my head I was thinking, you know, arsenal, it's like a military kind of thing, like they're like weapons to help your finance. And I um made this landing page to sell the book and I sold zero copies. And I talked to Ramit Sethi, the guy from I will teach you to be rich.com. And he's like, well, look at it. Your website has a weirdo with a gun on it. And I thought, well, I hadn't thought about it that way before, but yeah, I totally did have like a weirdo with a gun on my website, which kind of made sense to me, but probably would have scared off a lot of other people. So instead of having it be, you know, like weapons to revolutionize your finance, I changed the cover. I changed the, the landing page actually deleted that landing page, made a whole new one. And now it's tools to help you improve your personal finances. And, and on the front, there's some socket wrenches and stuff. So it's now about tools, not guns. And I'm, I'm not a big pro gun guy. So, um, so <laughs> thinking back, I'm like, what was I thinking doing that? I was, it was like making a video game, but it was about personal finance. So, you know, so, so really do talk to those people and get that feedback and act on it and listen to it because I have sold more copies of my book since I made that change. And, I believe changing the cover and changing the landing page was a huge part of that. Now, obviously, it still hasn't made me rich, but you know, I'll take a few bucks over zero bucks. So I thought that's really the three main points I wanted to hit on today. So uh, to recap, first, look at your analytics. Next, look at your revenue. And then look at your favorite sites. 
See what's working really well for yourself and for others and repeat and see what's not working well and stop doing it. Even if it's something that you really enjoy, if other people aren't responding, it's not working. And, you know, business isn't about doing what we like. Um, that's what hobbies are about. If you want to make money, which admittedly making money is my favorite hobby, you really want to look at what's working and look at the data and then act on that data. So that's all I have for today. I'm going to raise up this raise the roost Belgian style red and say cheers to all the personal profitability listeners out there. Um, you know, always feel free to shoot me an email. I'm Eric at personalprofitability.com. Please head to the website and join the email list. And if you enjoy this, uh, this podcast, please do just take a quick moment. The only thing I ask from you, I don't ask for you to, you know, buy stuff for me or, or anything else though. I'm always happy if you do, but please, um, if you could just take a hot second, jump into iTunes. And if you liked it, leave a good review. If you didn't like it, send me a note. Let me know why you didn't like it. And I will promise you that, um, that I, I really will listen and improve it because like I said, listen to your audience and act on what they want. So, um, you know, five star review helps me get the word out, helps other people discover the podcast. So we can grow our community and, and, uh, you know, change our own worlds, if not the world. You know, we, we have to dream big. So cheers, Lachaim, raise the roost, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. And until then, stay profitable. Thanks for listening to the Personal Profitability Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating on iTunes or share it with a friend.